0: Hello and welcome to the North Yorkshire Safeguarding Children Partnership podcast. I'm Hayden Rees-Jones, Policy and Development Officer for the Partnership and I'm here today joined by Jess Markwart, who's a Group Manager for Access and Multiple Vulnerabilities. Welcome to the podcast, Jess.
1: Thanks Hayden, it's good to be here.
0: So today we're here to talk about the interesting subject of private fostering. Can you start off by telling me what do we mean by private fostering?
1: So private fostering is an arrangement between a child who's living with someone who isn't a close family member or a close relative. So we would class a private foster carer. um, So someone that's caring for a child who isn't their close relative and they're caring for them for over 28 days and it's in agreement with the child's parent. So it applies only to children who are under 16 or under 18 if they're disabled.
0: You mentioned there about close relatives. So what does that mean when we talk about close relatives in relation to private fostering?
1: Yeah, so this this section can be a little bit confusing. Um, so the private foster carer can be part of the child's wider family. They can be a friend or, say, like a third cousin. But what we mean by close family relative is someone like a grandparent, a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, or a step parent. So, anyone outside that really close family network, they would be considered private foster carers.
0: So, do close relatives also include unmarried couples?
1: No, so there might be lots of circumstances uh, which an unmarried, unmarried partner becomes a carer for a child, but a parent's unmarried partner is not a step parent in this context. So if a child was living with um, their parent's partner and they're not married, that would be considered private fostering.:
0: Okay, so it is a little bit confusing, but it's always best to double check if you can. So it's an interesting sort of subject. Why might a private fostering arrangement exist?
1: So there's there's lots and lots of reasons. So a couple examples might be if the parent is um, unwell and mm-hmm. the child needs to be cared for by a family member or a friend. Or there might be some difficulties in the home and the child goes and stays with, say, their best friend from school for a period for over 28 days. Okay. Uh, there's other examples, uh, say the parents might be in the forces, for example, um, and both parents are sent off on exercise and the child goes and stays with someone who isn't a close family member. So there's lot, there's lots and lots of reasons um, because people's lives can be quite um different and challenging for lots of different reasons, but it's not necessarily a bad thing or something that should be seen as, as a negative. Um, it's, it's more about who's around that child that can care for them.
0: So why is it important for professionals to be aware of private fostering arrangements and if they identify any, for them to report these into the local authority?
1: So private fostering is really important and it came into law following the sad death of Victoria Climbie. So she passed away in the year 2000 and she was privately fostered by her great aunt so there was legislation introduced after her death which requires local authorities to be proactive and investigate and assess and support these types of arrangements to prevent another child like Victoria coming to harm or or sadly passing away. So the the Children's Act places a legal duty on the local authority and there's a request for partners to notify local authorities as soon as they come across a private fostering arrangement.
0: So knowledge of private fostering is particularly relevant to places such as schools or clubs or wherever where they might notice different people bringing their, their children to events rather than the parents or people with parental responsibility.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I suppose the, um, the big thing is for people to be a bit curious um, and ask questions about what what's happening here. Is everything OK? Um, and also let those, the children and their parents know about the duty that's placed on agencies to notify the local authority. And by notifying the local authority, it's ensuring that child's safe and they're getting the right support that, that they need.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned professional curiosity there. And this is just a reminder to everyone that we actually have new practice guidance in relation to professional curiosity on our website, safeguardingchildren.co.uk. So can you tell me what should happen if a parent is going to put a private fostering arrangement in place? What should they do?
1: So the parent or whoever has private, uh, sorry, whoever has parental responsibility for the child has a duty to notify the local authority. And so uh, what that would involve is just calling up uh, North Yorkshire County Council and explaining this is the situation. This is what I'm thinking of doing or have already done. It's ideal if you notify us six weeks before the start of the placement. If something happens and it's an emergency um, arrangement, that's fine. The most important thing is that you inform us about what's happened, where the child's going to live, letting us know that you consent and what what your ideas for the future are.
0: Okay, so that's great. So the parents ideally should notify six weeks before the arrangement is put in place?
1: Ideally, yes, because that allows the social workers to begin doing an assessment and making sure everything's okay before the uh, placement and arrangement has
0: happened. What happens after the local authority receives a notification of a private fostering arrangement?
1: So once uh, for North Yorkshire, if you contact the the customer service centre um, and say, I think there's a situation which you need to know about, that will come through to our MAST team for screening and it will be allocated to a social worker. And they will go out and complete an an initial visit with the child and the private foster carers and that will happen within seven days of the local authority being notified the social worker will also forward the information to the fostering team so the private foster carers will also have support in their own right from the fostering team we'll carry out an assessment and assess the suitability of the arrangement and if that's approved the social worker will continue to visit every 6 weeks for the first year and then every 12 weeks thereafter the child should be seen at the placement and they'll be spoken to alone to gather their wishes and feelings and ensure that every that they feel supported and everything's everything's going well so there'll be oversight from social workers and the private foster carers will have support in their own right from the fostering social team social work team
0: obviously you've mentioned that Ideally, there should be a six weeks notice for a private fostering arrangement, but sometimes these things can happen very quickly due to maybe family breakdown or changes, rapid change in circumstances. Is there anything specific that needs to happen in those circumstances?
1: Sure. Um, it's important that you tell us as soon as that change happens. Um, and you provide as much information as you can, I think within a 48-hour window of the child being placed. So it's, I suppose the big message that I want to leave is it's ideal if you tell us six weeks before the placement happens, but if something happens um, as an emergency, make sure you tell us within 48 hours of that, of that happening, um, as it's really important that we're able to come out, check that everything's okay, and see if there's any support that we can offer you as a local
0: authority. If a child is put into a private fostering arrangement very quickly and without the six-week notice, is there any difference in approach from the local authority or anything uh, that would be done differently?
1: No, there'll still be the assessment done. There'll still be a a visit done to the children and the private foster carer. Um, The child will still be spoken to alone. It's just that we might do things a little bit faster because the arrangement's already happened.
0: So we know that a child is privately fostered if they're looked after for more than 28 days by somebody who's not a close relative. But what about children who are in places like um, residential schools, where they're uh, a resident and they're boarding at the school? Is that a private fostering arrangement? And if so, is there a difference in terms of the type of procedure, what people need to do, or any checks that take place?
1: Yes, so if a child is, say, at a boarding school, Um, and they don't go home, say, during school holidays, and they're placed for either 14 days or longer, and they're staying at the school for 14 days or longer, that does constitute a private fostering arrangement. And the local authority, again, needs to be notified. And we're hoping in those circumstances, we would be notified six weeks before that arrangement. um, And we would need to come out, again, do the assessment, check that the private foster carer is able to provide uh, the care for the child. Again, do face-to-face direct work, with the the child to make sure that they feel happy settled and safe and all their needs are being met in the arrangement that's been that's been started
0: thank you jess that's been really interesting discussion about private fostering a situation at which we know is underreported nationally so where can people go to find out more information if they want to find out more about the procedure or about what to do if they have identified a private fostering arrangement
1: Sure. So I would direct everybody to the North Yorkshire Safeguarding Children's Partnership website. So on the website, if you type in the search bar there, if you type in private fostering, it will bring up all the information about what is private fostering, what you might need to do. And there's also a handy one minute guide. If you do need to notify North Yorkshire County Council about a private fostering arrangement, you can call 01609 780. 780, or again, you can click on the North Yorkshire Safeguarding Children Partnership website and follow the link to where it talks about worried about a child, make a referral, and that gives you details about how to email across as well.
0: Chess, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, It's been really interesting, and I'm sure it will have given lots of people food for thought about arrangements that they might have noticed that have been in place. Just as a reminder for all of our listeners, You can find out more information about private fostering on our website as Jess has mentioned at safeguardingchildren.co.uk. You can also sign up to the e-bulletin, visit our YouTube, Twitter, Facebook or Instagram channels and also links to all of the resources and information about private fostering are in the podcast description. Until the next podcast, thank you for listening.